Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Hey, good morning. Look at all your beautiful faces, the men and the women. Y'all all have beautiful faces. How many of you thought it was spring? Just kidding, right? This morning, I know I got up and I put my, you know, spring, because tomorrow is actually spring. And it was like 49 degrees. I was like, I don't even understand what's happening right now, right? Yes, it's so good to see you guys this morning. And this weekend, we had our Flourish Women's Conference. Who was here? Yes, it was so good. It was so good. So humor me for just a moment. It was awesome. And I want to thank everyone who was involved in making the weekend um, probably one of our best ever, and we say that every year, and I really truly mean that. I mean, just an amazing turnout. It was an amazing weekend with one another. And just the Lord just has a way of growing us when we come together. That's why we need each other, right? That's why it's so important that we're together. If you're on my lead team and you're here this morning, would you stand up wherever you are? Okay, there's two of them. I know there's another, Casey's here. Oh, there you are. I didn't see you in your dark shirt. I didn't see you back there. So good. So the other ones were here in the first service this morning. And um, I really wanna thank you guys uh, for all that you did. Casey, a beautiful breakfast. It was amazing. Those of you who had the breakfast, it was so good. Michelle was here with Brown Dog. And you know, Gina Limber, I always have to give a shout out to her. Thank you for all you did for months and months of carrying this event. She truly is the event like guru. She's the architect, kind of the engineer of it all. And man, she does not miss a detail. I mean, it was just, it was absolutely amazing. And you know, people say all the time, your sisterhood team is a deep bench. And I'm like, yes, I understand that. You know what I'm saying by that, right? Like they can all play. You can call any player in off the bench at any time and they're good to go. They're ready to go. So I just really wanted to thank them. And I want to thank Bailey too. She did a beautiful job with all of the graphics and um, every printed thing, all the creativity. It was just awesome. So thank you all. Thank you so much. And Tim, I want to thank you. I want to thank you this morning for trusting my voice, for always encouraging my voice, always giving a platform to my voice and to the ministry. And it is no small thing, and I'm very privileged and honor. I do not take it lightly. So I want to thank you for that. And I want to just pray as we get going this morning. How many of y'all are ready to receive something new? I'm going to tell you something. I truly believe that if you will open your heart this morning, and if you will really uh, uh, let your, your spirit and your heart receive what is said this morning, I think you can get a breakthrough today on some stuff that may be holding you back. Okay, do you want that? Because I think everybody wants that. Everybody wants something new, right? So let's go to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You are the kindest one that we know. There's none like you. Lord, we set you in the center today. And we say that you are the high king of heaven. And even though this may seem like a small thing that's happening this morning across the whole of the earth, we know that we matter in your, in your view, in your heart, in your sight and that our gathering blesses you and pleases you. So this morning, Lord, I ask that you would take this message as we open the word of God. Let it speak to us, let it change us, let it grow us. God, I pray that my words would be anointed and I pray that anything that's born out of my flesh would fall by the wayside and die. But whatever is born of your spirit 
I ask, Lord, that it would come forth, that it would bear fruit, that it would be fruit that remains. So, Lord, we thank you, and we carve this time out, and we give it to you now. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen. amen. So, you may get a laugh out of my title today. Because my first title, you know, I had a first title, and when, I, and when I thought of the first title, it just sounded too churchy. Do you know what I'm saying? I thought, they'll never remember this. It just sounds so churchy. So here it is. Here's the first one. A teachable spirit. That sounds sweet, doesn't it? Teachable spirit or teachable heart, right? Some people call it a teachable heart. That's right. So I thought, I've got to name it something catchy so that, you know, folks will remember it, right? So here is the title of my message today. Yep. Ooh, right? Just, just let it, I know, just let it kind of, because I'm going to tell you how it came to me. God talks to me, y'all, when I'm vacuuming. Somebody said after the first service, you must have the cleanest carpet in Wilmington. And I don't live in Wilmington, I live in Leland. But, you know, I, I would doubt that is so. But God talks to me while I'm vacuuming. It, it, do any of y'all, now you may be male or female, do y'all mow or cut the grass? Does God talk to you when you're mowing? It's kind of the same, you know, it's the same kind of deal. It's the same deal. Michelle mows and she loves it. She has a big old riding lawnmower. If I had one of those, I might mow. I have never in my life cut one blade of grass and I'm not a bit ashamed of it. <laughs> not, not a blade, not one blade, not, nothing. I'm not even with a little pair of clip, nothing. I hadn't done any of that. So, but I do vacuum like a crazy person. You know, I think Lachlan says that Bailey frantic cleans, you know, like, so I'm vacuuming one day and I'm kind of half praying and I'm half thinking, you know what I'm saying? I'm kind of thinking and I'm kind of praying all at the same time. Now, I don't know if y'all do that, but that's just kind of how it happened. And also sometimes when I put my makeup on, God talks to me. Vacuuming, put my makeup on. Got two open, open heaven moments right there where God's talking to me. So this one day I'm vacuuming and I'm thinking, kind of praying, and pretty soon that sort of morphed into complaining. Y'all not, y'all, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was getting after it. I mean, I was just, more I vacuumed, the matter I got. You know, I was just frustrated about something. And I was really, um, it came down to just being murmuring, just being complaining. Y'all, and I heard the most precious voice of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, say, Harriet, get over yourself. <laughs> that is what he said to me. And I'll tell you, I was absolutely stunned. I, I stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, I mean, that, I know that wasn't me talking to myself. So that's why I was like, that had to be the Lord. And I said, Lord, did you hear what I said, what I was saying? I mean, this is the issue right here. I do not want this to happen. This is happening. I do not want this to happen. I, and I need you to fix this. This is not how I wanted things to happen. And that precious voice came back again and said, get over yourself. And I thought, wow, okay. I kind of thought, ugh honestly, because you know what I knew? I knew in order for me to get over myself, I was going to have to change. Y'all love change? Doesn't everybody loves change, don't we? I know, I know, I know. I knew if I was going to get over myself, I was going to have to be teachable. And that's hard. That's not easy. Now, when I was a young person, a young woman, my mother-in-law used to tell me all the time, she would say this to me, she would say, Harriet, if you will remain teachable, 
There is not one thing God can't do with your life. You won't even know the places God can take you if you will only remain teachable. And y'all, when she told me that, I thought, wow, I am teachable, right? I was like, I got, you need somebody that's teachable, I'm your girl. You need teachable, I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm teachable, I'm teachable. I've been called teachable, right? That was my whole thing. And then when I turned about 40, I realized I didn't know nothing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I mean, I really, I really did. I mean, Casey says all the time, she's like, you know, sometimes when people give a lot of uh, parenting advice, she is like, listen, when these two little children are, you know, grown adults that are operating and functioning normally in society, I might offer somebody some parenting advice. But until then, I'm just going to sit right here. I'm going to take care of my own pee patch, right? I mean, that's right. I mean, that's how I felt. When I turned 40, I was like, because by that point, uh, life had eaten my lunch a little bit. And I'd had some experiences. And I was like, I I, I don't really actually know anything. So y'all just disregard me. That is really, truly kind of what what I meant. But you know, what happened was, it was the slow and painful sometimes process of maturing as a Christian. And if you're a Christian in here and you begun a walk with Jesus Christ, you know that there is a process to that. And it's a bit like peeling an onion, right? Right? I used to call my pastor's wife and I would just be ranting and railing about something. And she would say this to me. She, she was a, a beautiful, Shirley Harvey. She's a beautiful woman from the mountains. And she would say, oh, honey, this is going to be a terrible death that you're going to have to die to this. Because <laughs> that, that onion was just peeling. But you know what? With every peel of the onion, y'all, the process, we get more mature. And here's how we know the true mark of maturity. The true mark of maturity is when we can receive correction and not stumble on it. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean when we can receive correction and not become hurt and offended by it, we know that we are beginning the process of maturity. It's a process, it is. So becoming teachable will mean that you're gonna have to receive some instruction you're going to have to receive some guidance and you may possibly have to receive some correction. Yeah, y'all are, it's so fun, isn't it? This is so much fun. This is an awesome message. Y'all are just like, wow, this is incredible. It sounds awful, doesn't it? You may have to though. You may have to be instructed, have a little guidance put to you and have a little bit of correction. That's what, that's what it looks like. Now, and it's always linked arm in arm with humility, which I'm going to get to in just a minute. But I have a side note right here. I'm not saying that everybody should speak guidance, correction, and any type of leadership situation into your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you leave this building and you go, if somebody grabs you out in the parking lot and starts trying to correct you, you, now if that person, you have not given that person the right and the liberty to speak into your life, disregard it. And tell them, Harriet told me to. Like, no, 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 no. I don't have to listen to you. So we only listen to the people that the Lord has told us to listen to, right? That means not everybody gets to speak into your life. So we're going to head back to humility, right? We're going to get back to humility. So here's what humility is not. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It is thinking about yourself less, 
That's what humility is. Humility is not just, you know, y'all just, just, you know, groveling and becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. That's not what it is. It's thinking about yourself less. Now, I heard uh, Pastor Bill Johnson, he uses a term that we say all the time in sisterhood, and it's called navel gazing. It's a real big thing right now because you know what it is? It's when we all look right here. And everything in the whole world becomes about me. It's me, 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 my opinions, my hurts, my pain, my feelings. Oh, my feel, my feelings. My fe- Do y'all know how I feel? Do you know how this makes me feel? It's just me, 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 me. That is what navel gazing is. The whole world right now is, is it, just totally addicted to self. Let's just talk about ourselves all the time. Let's talk about our pain. Let's talk about, let's just talk about self all the time. And I'm, I am here today to tell all of you, there is a higher way for us as Christians. There is a higher, better way for us. I'm not saying you should not take a lavender bath bomb, you know, spa bath, bath at, the, at the end of a long day. I'm not saying that you shouldn't practice some self-care. But when that becomes your whole life, things are out of order. We got to get our eyes off of ourselves so much, so much. I mean, it's just something. So I'm telling you today, there's a better way. So what we're going to do is we're going to open up the Word of God and we're going to see what it says about becoming teachable and a higher way for you and I to live. And I want to first unpack some obstacles. There are some obstacles that you and I have to get through in order to become teachable. In order for us to get over ourselves, here are some obstacles. Now, the first one is called feeling sorry for ourselves. Yeah, just I'll let that sit there just a second. I mean, if we're going to become teachable, we have got to stop feeling sorry for ourselves, y'all, because it keeps us stuck. If we're going to feel sorry for ourselves, that means next year you're going to be sitting in the same place you are today. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to do that. I want to keep getting better, right? I don't want to see the backside of that mountain not one more time right? And all of us have things we're processing and we're moving through, right? Everybody knows what I'm saying about that. Every sin, and, and what that does, what really and truly what that does, feeling sorry for ourselves, it makes our lives little bitty things, just little bitty small lives. And God, here's a newsflash, God did not create your life to be small. He created your life to be giant, enormous, Literally, he, he created us, his people, to take dominion on the earth. And you can't do that living a little hemmed-in small life. And neither can I. And so everybody in this room today, I'm going to declare this, you're all blessed. If you're sitting in this room today, you have more blessings in your life than you actually could verbally articulate. If we started over here and went person by person by person telling all their blessings, there is an untold amount of days we'd be sitting here listening That's how blessed that we all are. I heard Joyce Meyer say one time that if if you throw a pity party, it's going to be kind of small. It's a small affair because you only have two guests in attendance, you and the devil. That's it. I don't want that, right? You don't either. We don't want to have pity parties because here's the deal. You and I can either be pitiful or we can be powerful, but we cannot be both. We cannot be both. It's impossible for us to be pitiful and powerful. Move away from voices who make you feel like you're pitiful. 
Move away from voices who tell you to be sorry for yourself. Feel sorry for yourself. Put a boundary between you and that voice, whatever that voice is. Now you may wonder, you know, because I'll tell you right now, those voices aren't helping you. And you may be saying, well, you know, what voices are those? First of all, I got everybody's attention. Y'all, the Instagram influencers, they're not helping you. TikTok, they're not helping you. Those people cannot help you, right? Your friend who tells you to feel sorry for yourself, this was done to you and that was done to you and you need to stay, remember this, remember that. They're not being helpful to you. They're toxic to you. Put a boundary right there and say, that voice just no longer gets this place to speak into my life. Do that, do that. Because it makes you actually stay stuck. You, you, I'm gonna say it's not any of us. But we all know people who blame everybody else for all their problems. It's everybody else's fault. This issue, this, this is somebody else's fault. It's not yours because you don't have any faults, right? So it's not your fault. It's not my fault. But what happens when we get into that situation and we are saying, I'm feeling sorry for myself, we stay unteachable. The culture that we live in today is actually a culture, an entire culture of victimization. If you decide you want to stay a victim in any area, you will never be powerful. You will always be pitiful and weak because victimization gives you zero victory. And we can't do that. Now, people who've never even been a victim cry foul. Everybody's a victim today. Have you noticed that? Like everybody is because they never take responsibility for their own lives. They don't take responsibility for their own bad choices, for their own hard hearts. It's everybody else's fault, right? Yeah, this is not helpful. I'm gonna say that a few times to you today. Susan says it a lot to me. That's not helpful. That's not helpful, y'all. Just move away from those kind of voices. If we want to become teachable, we have to move away from that. Number two, your second obstacle is not being honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, when you get on a flight and the flight attendant says, in the case of an emergency, assist yourself with the oxygen mask before you try assisting someone else. You know that voice that, you know how they tell us to do that? That's because if the thing is going down, you cannot help anybody else if you can't breathe. You've got to get honest with yourself. I have to get honest with myself about our own stuff before we can move out and get some breakthrough that we're all wanting. We must stop feeling sorry for ourselves and we must get honest with ourselves. Now here's a warning sign. This is a warning sign. If you have this, begin to go to God about it. If you refuse to share anything of yourself anything about your own life with anyone else, but you always have advice for everybody else. You always have a Bible verse. You've got the bumper sticker, the t-shirt. You've been there. You've done that. You've got all the things, but you never open up about yourself. You are deceived. You are living a life of deception. And every one of us, every single day, any, it can happen to any of us. We need to pray and ask the Lord, help me today to not be deceived. Help me today to not be deceived. We should pray daily. Now, here's a question I want to pose to you today. Here's a big one. Ask the Lord to show you what it's like to live with you for a week. (laughs) 
good times. Right? Yeah, just let that, I'll just let that sink there. Are you manipulative? Are you argumentative? Are you sarcastic? Listen, psychologists will tell you in college level classes that sarcasm is the actual lowest form of human communication. We can do better. God's people can do better than sarcasm. We're better than that. If that's, a, if that's a habit of yours, I'm calling you higher today. I'm calling you out of that place because listen, that place isn't helpful to you. It's keeping you stuck. It's keeping you stuck. Are you negative? Do you have a neg- negative spirit about Ask yourself or the Lord to show you what it's like to live with you for one week. Now I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be painful when he shows you because it was to me too. I was like, oh, God bless Tim's heart, you know. And the children too, you know, when they were little and they still lived at home. I mean, it is a lot to to have to, but listen, that's the only way we can get honest with ourselves. It really truly is the only way. And it it really does help. Now here, here's a verse from an obscure part of the Bible called Obadiah. Some of y'all don't even know that. You think I'm speaking in tongues, but that was his name. His name was Obadiah. And he, he only had one chapter, bless. He only got one chapter. But this one verse three is very powerful. It says, the pride and arrogance of your heart has deceived you. The pride and arrogance of your heart has deceived you and me. And what do we do when that happens? We get over ourselves because that is not helpful to us. Here's number three. Y'all, re- y'all having a good time? <laughs> Whoo, yes, I know. It's a lot, isn't it? Okay, here, here it is. Here's number three. You already know it all. <laughs> Bless the Lord. I've been to that school. I got that degree. I already know all this. Right? If you think you know it all, ain't nobody can tell you nothing, Right? You will never learn if you stay in that place because nobody can tell you anything. You already think you know everything. So here's a verse for you. Proverbs 26, 12 says, do you see a man or a woman who is unteachable and wise in his or her own eyes and full of self-conceit? There is more hope for a fool than for him. That is sobering. A fool. That's powerful language right there. Know it all, say this. They say, I'm not listening to you because I already know all this. I, I, I was talking in first service. I used to have this person, which they will remain you know, nameless. I used to have this person, as soon as I was finished uh, speaking, usually at sisterhood, she would always have, she would always come to me, she would go, and here is the Greek and the Hebrew for that. And here is a video you need to watch to learn more about that. I mean, she always had like homework for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, girl, I ain't taking homework from you. Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, I was like, I'm sorry. But I mean, she was a know-it-all. She hadn't sat there and learned anything. You know why? Because she already knew it all. She was sitting there trying to figure out what she could teach me when it was all over with. And I'm gonna tell you again, side note, you don't need everybody teaching you. You only need the ones God has given you to teach you to teach you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yes. So know-it-alls, they don't think that they need to learn anything. Like, I'm here for all y'all. I mean, that's really kind of how they think. I mean, it's a lot. But if we remain a know-it-all, we will never grow past where we are because if we will not learn, we will not grow. We have to keep learning in order to keep growing. Another word for a know-it-all is pride. 
pride. And Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. I don't think anybody in this room is like, sign me up for some destruction and falling. Nobody wants that, right? But that's what pride and arrogance, that's a haughty spirit, right? That's what it leads us to. It leads us to a fall and to destruction, which is kind of scary. You know, human pride started back in the garden in Genesis with Adam and Eve, and it has always been the downfall of humanity. Always, it's always been the downfall of mankind. It's always been a snare and a temptation is pride. And every single person has to deal with it at some level. You may not think you are prideful, but all of us have to deal with it in some way or the other. And none of us are beyond learning new things and growing. Every person in this room can learn something new even today and grow past where you are. Every single person. Okay, but it takes a teachable spirit to do that. So now we're gonna get on to the benefits. The benefits of being teachable. So that, this is the good stuff. Ooh, I know, y'all good? Y'all, still, y'all are still on the boat with me. Okay, here we go, here we go. So the first one is, and I love this, and those of you who know me know I love this. God will execute justice for us if we remain teachable. That is awesome. Psalm 25, eight through 10 says, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in the way and he leads the humble in justice. And he teaches the humble his way and all the paths of the Lord. They are loving kindness, their goodness and their truth and their faithfulness. How many of you in here want that? You want justice, you want loving kindness, you want goodness and truth and faithfulness. That's what I want my life to be surrounded by. I want all of that. I love, you know what justice is? Justice is when something has gone sideways and wrong that God himself flexes his arm and moves that thing and puts it into the right. How many of you know we need to see some of that on the earth today? We need some stuff to be rearranged so that what is in the wrong is moved and set into the right. That is true justice. That's actually what justice is. I want all of that. And the more we humble ourselves, the more He teaches us, the more He directs us, the more He might correct us, ouch, but still it makes us better right? It's amazing because we get more of him. Okay, here's number two, your number two benefit. You ready? He gives us grace. I don't care who you are, more of God's grace is always good news. That is always good news. And, and, I, and listen, if you don't want more grace in your life, give me some of yours. I'll take it. I want all the grace. I do. Here we are, James 4, 6. But he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and to live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for salvation. How many of you are glad you're saved, right? Yes, therefore it says this, God is opposed to the proud and the haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness. When we stop feeling sorry for ourselves, when we are honest with ourselves and we lay down our pride and we stop thinking that we know everything, God can rain the beautiful gift of grace down on our lives. And every one of us needs it. This weekend on Friday night, I spoke a message called Super Bloom. And a super bloom is a natural phenomenon that happens in desert dry places when 
all the environment is right. It has to be absolutely perfect. And the rain comes in the perfect season. So that it only happens about once every 10 years. And that desert floor becomes a super bloom. And God wants to rain down. He wants to super bloom my life and your life with his grace. But there has to be a right environment created for that. We have to have the right environment through being, being teachable. Do you know somebody's life today, just as I'm speaking, who's, who their very life, their very being, you know is marked by the gift of grace? Is there someone that comes to your mind? When I was writing this, uh, the Lord said, yeah, his name's Tim. And you know, Tim is one of the most authentic and truly humble people that I have ever had the privilege of knowing. He uh, doesn't feel sorry for himself when things don't go his way. He, he does not have a pity party. That, that does not happen. I can, I can tell you that right now. And he's honest with himself. When he has done something wrong, he owns his own stuff. You know what I'm talking about? We all have to do that. We all have to own our own stuff first. He isn't marked by pride. His life is not marked by pride. It really isn't. He won't, won't like me saying any of this uh, for sure, but he truly em, embodies a teachable spirit. And listen, we could all take a page out of his book and his book is the Bible. If y'all wonder where that comes from in his life, it's not because he was born a certain way. He's just applied what the Bible says into his life. And it's just an amazing thing. I love it. So we would all do well and it helps us get a teachable spirit. Number three, a benefit. The last benefit is you get a life of tranquility and prosperity. Ooh, that sounds great, doesn't it? Okay, Proverbs 3, one through three says, my son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life worth living. How many of you know there's life and then there's life worth living? Sign me up for the last one, right? I do not just wanna go through life one day collapsing into the next day. I want a life that is worth living. And tranquility and prosperity, the wholeness of life's blessings, they will add to you. They will be added to you. How many of you in this room want peace? That's what tranquility means. Y'all don't all want peace? Y'all like, no, I'm good. I'm good, I don't need any peace, right? Yeah, I don't believe that because listen, most psychologists, counselors, therapists, they would tell you the number one cry of the human heart is peace. And it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, the number one cry of the human heart is I just want some peace. It's big. And here, here the word tells us exactly how to get it, right? It tells us that when we have a teachable spirit, our life is gonna be marked by tranquility or peace. Then the next part is prosperity. How many of y'all want prosperity? And listen, and if y'all don't want yours, I'll take it. I want everything the Bible says God has given to me. I don't wanna leave any of it on the table. I wanna go home having my life and my destiny run completely out, right? Because prosperity helps your life, right? Prosperity, when things are prosperous in your life, things are going good, you can actually turn around and help somebody else. You, you can't help anybody else when your life is not prosperous. I think what you know, King Solomon really meant when he was writing all this in this verse is, hey guys, stay teachable. Stay teachable. So God can bring and add the good stuff to your life. Stay teachable. If it's in the word, I want it. 
we should always stay open to learning new things, right? All of us. I mean, I don't think you, we are never too old to learn something new. No one is, is too old to learn something new. You should take a class that you've always wanted to take. You should do that. You should go down to the community college and sign up for, sign up for a book club. But listen, I'm gonna tell y'all this right now. Don't sign up for Oprah's book club because she has them reading some, I don't even know. I'm not putting that stuff in my brain and my spirit. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Sign up for a good Christian book club. Get the right stuff coming into your life, your heart, right? Get the right kind of stuff. But, but do something new, right? Learn a new hobby. Learn something that you didn't know. And this time next year, you will not believe what will happen if you do all that. Let me tell you what Michelle did. Michelle was in ministry for years, her whole adult life. Then she started being a barista at a coffee shop. Y'all, she bought the dang coffee shop. <laughs> she bought the whole thing. Now she owns Brown Dog Coffee. Woo, right? Yes, I mean, that is amazing to me. And then I cannot go past this without talking about Gina girl. She, this will blow y'all's mind. Y'all don't know this about her because she doesn't run it up the flagpole. She doesn't tell anybody. Here's what she's done. So not this year, but a year past, she authored a book. You can buy it on Amazon. She makes these gourmet caramels and sells them. And I have deemed them gourmet because if you've ever eaten them, you know that this is the manna that must have fallen on the desert floor that Moses and them ate. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're called Momsky's Sweets. Then y'all, she learned how to weave on a loom. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? Right? It's unbelievable. Then she went down to the community college or UNCW and signed up for a criminology class because she just wanted to learn. And now she's a barista at Brown Dog too. Yeah, on top of this big old job that she has here running all of us crazy people. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's um, and listen, if Gina can do it, we can do it, right? She's got four kids, two big old dogs, a husband. She's so busy. She is so busy. She doesn't know if she's coming or going. But if she can do it, most of us can do it. Like do something. Do something so that your life next year looks different than this year. Just something. Right? Like buy something new to wear. Change your hair. Do something. Eat something different. Go some new place. Grow yourself. Learn something new. Become teachable. Get over yourself. Like shake yourself out of the normal place and go, I'm gonna, get out. I'm gonna get over myself. I'm gonna go do something new. I'm gonna do it. You and I can do it too. We can do it. Keep your mind open. Keep your heart open to possibilities that God may be wanting to show you. I'm trying to get you from here to there. So you're gonna have to be open to what I'm doing in your life. Now, I'm gonna tell you something. If you hate change, this right here is going to require change. And I will say to you, put a watch about your mouth and stop saying that about yourself. Start saying, I like the change that God requires me to make. I'm going to become a flexible person that can embrace change and grow. That's what we should start saying over ourselves instead of just digging in and going, that's just not my personality. That's not my Enneagram profile. It doesn't matter. Jesus became all things to all men that he might win some, right? That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to, be, we're supposed to learn a little bit of all of it. Just embrace the change. 
Just go, it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna live through this. I'm gonna change a little. I'm gonna grow a little because I will tell you this, the enemy wants you to stay stuck. He wants you to go right around the backside of that mountain again, this time next year. There it is again. Hey, there it is. We're in the same cycle this spring. We were last spring. Don't, let, don't give him the victory another day. But that is going to require you and me to get over ourselves and do something new. Amen. So I got two things. Got two groups of people I'm going to talk to now. Some of you may have heard this today and you may have really truly thought, that's me. May have just been one thing, but you may have been like, that that right there, it was actually me. That is God speaking to me through that woman's voice right there. (laughs) You may have felt that way, like she's reading my mail. Because that's what God does. God knew you were gonna be here. And he knew when I was vacuuming that you were gonna be here. And this was how this thing was gonna roll out. So I'm gonna ask you, in just a few minutes by a show of hands with our heads bowed, if you want a breakthrough and you want that thing, that thing that God was talking to you about today, you want something new there, you wanna develop a teachable spirit and get over yourself in that, I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand. And then there are some of you here who have never begun a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I wanna tell you, you are so loved by God. He is so good. He is the epitome of all that is good, of all that is right, of all that is holy. And he is the kindest one we know. And he knows everything about you. He knows everything you've done, everything you've said, and he still has poured his love out on you. But you see, the problem is that you and I, we become separated from the Lord because man is sinful. And so what God did is he gave the world the gift of his only son, Jesus, to come and take away the sins of the world because the Bible tells us that it is the Father's desire that none should die and perish, but that all be saved and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And through receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior, it opens up a way for us to go to heaven, to be with the Lord forever and forever. And I wanna tell y'all something, forever is a long time. Eternity is a long time. And so today, I'm gonna give you an opportunity if you want to be saved, to raise your hand and we're gonna come into agreement with you on that today. And today can be a whole new day for you. This time next year can look completely different than your life does right now. So if you would bow your heads. Anyone here that feels like part of that sermon was for me today, there are points there that I know God was speaking to me about. I wanna ask you, not for me, just to Him, no one's looking around, just to raise your hand up to the Lord. Just to raise your hand up, to give Him the opportunity to come and change, to grow us, to become teachable finally so that you can get some breakthrough. That's good, y'all can put your hands down. And now is there anyone here who would love today to start a new relationship with Jesus Christ? That this is the day that you're like, I've waited a long time, but today I want to say yes to Jesus. 
I want to ask Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of my life today. If that's you, if you would just raise your hand up. Thank you. I see those hands. Let's pray this prayer together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. I ask that you would forgive me of my sins. I ask that you would help me begin a new life. I thank you, Jesus, for never leaving me, for never forsaking me, and for walking with me all the days of my life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And now I'm gonna pray over the first group. Jesus, you saw all the hands that were raised that want a new place in their hearts to be teachable. They want to get over themselves, God, so that they can go deeper with you, so that they can have a higher place in life, so that they can level up their walk with you. So God, I pray for them. I pray for a grace for my brothers and sisters. I pray for myself as I'm getting over myself. I pray, Lord, that you would let a teachable spirit be released over this entire house and this entire congregation. Lord, I pray that we would not be ones that feel sorry for ourselves or aren't honest with ourselves or who think that we know it all. But God, that you would grow us past that, that we would find ourselves this time next year in a completely different place than we are now. And Lord, I pray that today Day, that this day would be marked and that we would know the testimony for next year that this day you began a new work. We thank you for it and we praise you for it and we thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Love you guys.